Will the Cowboys spend $15 million or more on Randy Gregory in free agency? And it's a mock draft Monday here on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Who does Danny Kelly at the ringer have the Cowboys selecting at pick number 24? All that and so much more this episode of the show. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms as always. We wanted to mention that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And I'm joined by Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we're going to be talking about the Cowboys free agents going into uh, free agency next month. Who was the one free agent that you think the Cowboys must try to get back during this period? Man, you know, must is 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 such an operative word there. I, I would say that the guy that I feel like they f- certainly feel like they need to get back the most would be Randy Gregory. I mean, I think that what they don't want to do is try to like too quickly accelerate the you know any kind of move from Parsons to kind of go from off ball linebacker to full time edge. Yep. I think they want to kind of keep him in the role that they're doing, and in order to do that. They need to have a, a, a starter opposite of Demarcus Lawrence, and, and really, even if if Demarcus Lawrence, you know, may not be for the long term plans of the Cowboys, either way, that makes it makes Randy Gregory's resigning even more important. They they need to make sure they have some kind of production there on the defensive inside, with or without Demarcus Lawrence. And that's why I think Gregory probably is the guy that they're going to target the heaviest. I agree with you, um, and I think the Cowboys do as well. And so does Pro Football Focus, who uh, they wrote a really <laughs> good article this morning. Uh, kind of laying out what every free agent is expected to get on the open market. And that's what we're going to look at today. I think I always have eight or so big name free agents, and we're going to decide if we would sign them to this contract or no. It's it's really that simple. Let's start with Randy Gregory, Landon. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, they have him at two years, $12.5 million, with $15 million guaranteed. Uh, but they mentioned that he could potentially go up to 15 million if a team is really in desperate need of a pass rusher. But two years, 25 million total. Are you in? Yeah, I mean, I think for me that that makes sense. And and I agree. While I agree that I think that uh, you know that there's a the edge rusher is always a position that you know could go for a higher rate than we all expect. Uh, it's a volatile market too. I mean, we've seen you know that year that Cliff Averill and and, and all those guys signed with Seattle. The market got super depressed. And and this year, you know, you look at some of the available free agents. There's some guys at the top, including Von Miller, Chandler Jones. Uh, and then on top of that, you add in the fact that this is a, quite an incredible edge class uh, yep. as a draft class. Uh, you know, it's it's got guys up top. It's got deep guys. Uh, so I, there is a possibility that Randy's market might get depressed a little bit by the fact that there's just a dearth of, of, of pass rushing defensive ends on the market. So the Cowboys can hope for that, cross your fingers, and then maybe hope that uh, Randy kind of uh, gives them some sort of hometown discount for how patient they've been with him. So that's I think that's what the Cowboys are hoping. But, yeah, I certainly could see it getting up to $15 million if, if teams get desperate. 
I'll be honest, Landon. That number feels high to me for a couple of different reasons. Which one? Which one? The twelve point five? Either, either the uh-huh. twelve point five okay. or the twenty five million over two for for a couple of reasons, right? We love Randy Gregory, and ultimately, if it comes down to the Cowboys can have him at that number or not, I'd rather have him. However, man, you could make an argument that he maybe shouldn't get that much money in free agency. You're looking at somebody over the last three years has played less than 700 snaps. Yeah. For the last three years. I mean, that's that's not a very big sample size. On top of that, he had an injury this year. Uh, he's 29 years old. He doesn't have big sack production. Plus, he has the, all the suspensions. So, man, why should I pay him $12.5 million a year when I can get a very comparable pass rusher that's been more reliable and maybe – you know, better against the run than, than Gregory. I, again, I'm not saying that to, to, to knock Gregory. I'm just, I wonder if that's still a little bit high for, for Gregory. Uh, you know, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I think the thing I would point out is that, you know, despite being 29 and despite the suspensions, I think he's going to get better. You know, I, I mean, I think he's still, you said it, he's only played 700 snaps in the last three years, and he's only ever had one year where he's gone into an offseason program uh, and completed an entire offseason program without being disrupted uh, with the suspension. Look, you know, we could talk about the suspensions, but honestly, that's kind of a non-factor at this point. I mean, he's uh, not going to get... We know that, right? I'm just wondering yeah. if other teams are going to view it that way. Right. Sure. You know, and, and, and maybe that's maybe it, it, listen, we can't account for how other teams view that situation, right? They, they may view it negatively, even though uh, marijuana is a, is a, is a drug that they're not really testing for anymore. So mm-hmm. uh, they may still view it as, does this guy love football? They, Cause they don't know the guy, you know, like, like, like the Cowboys do. So, uh, you know, for me, I think that there's still upside here because he just hasn't played a bunch of football despite being 29 years old. Mm-hmm. He is kind of a very unique situation, right? He's an elite, elite type of talent, you know, as far as skill set and physical ability uh, that just never got an opportunity, a full opportunity to kind of unveil that, unfold that on the team because he kept on having a start-stop situation because of suspension. So uh, I, I think his, I think honestly that his projection contract, projected contract is is a fascinating look at kind of how valuation gets made in the NFL because his situation is so incredibly unique. Yeah, I don't disagree. What's so fascinating here, some of the other guys, like we think of Melvin Ingram as somebody who uh, maybe has to be the most durable, but he played 730 snaps this year on two different teams. And that again, that is more than what Gregory has played over the last three years or Justin Houston. Justin Houston has been a, Iron Man basically has played a ton of snaps over the last couple of years. They have him projected at one year, 7 million. So would you rather pay Gregory 12 and a half, or would you rather pay Ingram seven and a half, Justin Houston, seven, or somebody like Hassan Reddick, 12 million, who's had double digit sacks in back-to-back years and has never missed a game. That's what's so interesting here. Yeah. And especially you add in the fact that, I mean, those are all kind of very different situations, right? Sure. Like you talk about like Chandler Jones, Von Miller. It's like, when do those guys hit, hit a wall? With guys like Reddick, I think actually Gregory is closer probably to a Reddick situation, right? Where, you know, a, a physical specimen with a potential upside that just waited six or seven years for whatever mm-hmm. reason to kind of unveil themselves to the, to the Two league. Two years so, younger uh, than Gregory, though, still. 
Yeah, I also think I trust Gregory's production more than I trust Hazan Reddix. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But yeah, I, I think it's yeah. lots. The, the market is interesting, to say the least. They, 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 and that's again why I think that that the market's going to be depressed is because the the teams have the opportunity to get all kinds of different folks, and 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 you know they can that is going to help them dictate the price a little bit. I just think about the Cowboys. I think I think you can get a better deal than twelve and a half million there. I, I wouldn't know. I certainly wouldn't be surprised. And I, I agree with you. Like I would, I would pay 12 and a half million per year, but I'm not going to be shocked if the Cowboys get him for less that's, than that. That's not my starting offer. If I'm Steven. Jones no. Jerry, yeah. Right. Like it's much, much lower than that. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's, let's do another one before we take a break. Dalton Schultz, four years, $32 million guaranteed $52 million total. So average 13 million a year. Yeah, I, I was just actually. I'm just. I'm, this is terrible radio, but I was just actually just looking up because I've I've been I've been meaning to look up. What is the franchise tag for the tight end position? Uh, it's like eleven to twelve million. See, that's probably what I would do with 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 uh, Schultz. If you wanted to keep him, you franchise tag him because the 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 tight end franchise tag is so low, especially compared to you know like wide receiver or something. I, I think it'd be you know you get him for underneath that thirteen million dollars, and then you could or or you could use like a was it you I think someone one, someone in the DM had suggested a uh, transition a, tag uh, transition tag I like yeah. that idea too because you can kind of at least match it, uh, but franchise tag would work simply because the the number is so low that um, you, you could get him for probably less than what he's going to get in the market and 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 you, then you can kind of figure out whether you want to do something long term or what you do is you. You franchise him, and then you draft a tight end, and then that gives you a year of, of good tight end play to kind of develop someone yep. down the road or, or hope someone like McEwen steps up and becomes that guy next year. You know I love Dalton Schultz, but I'm letting him leave. No, you leave don't. I yeah, do I love Dalton Schultz. I'm letting him leave at $13 million a year. That's just too much. What I would do instead, uh, looking at, the, again, this, this really good article by Pro Football Focus, O.J. Howard, one year, $3 million. Yeah, I'd be interested in that for sure. Okay. Yeah, do that and have – have Blake Jarwin, you have Sean McEwen, then you draft somebody on day three. I'd rather just use that money elsewhere, right? I, you know, I think that's fair. The only thing I would say is that, you know, the I think Dalton Schultz, despite how much people say otherwise, I think he gives you something as a two-way player that O.J. Howard isn't quite there yet, you know, or at least hasn't quite done that in the NFL the way that he's shown to do it in college. So, uh, but but that's what you're paying for. So I think yeah, that, that's I just, okay. you're You're paying for somebody who – played every single game last year. I think that was the big concern going into the season is how durable is he, but he played every game. We know he's at least capable as a blocker. I, I'd rather save that 9 million and grab somebody else who we're going to talk about in, in just a second, Lana. but uh, let's, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll do more free agents. I want to tell you guys about built bar. It's this time of year. Everybody's already given up on their new year's resolutions, but not us because we have built bar by our side. Bill bars are just so good and they, they taste fantastic and they're healthy for you because they only have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your favorite candy bar, which is like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Uh, they also have so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. Mm. They are all delicious and the new flavors are coming out all of the time. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. 
All right, let's get to some more guys. Next one, Michael Gallup. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, two years, $12.5 million per year, $14 million guaranteed, $25 million total. I mean, that seems like a lot of money for a guy coming off an ACL. You know, um, especially I understand he's going to be he's supposed to be 100% by August, which we could do a whole podcast on that, frankly. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this one really depends on what they plan on doing with Amari Cooper. You know, um, mm -hmm. I think if they decide that they're definitely moving on from Amari Cooper, then I, I feel like this becomes a lot more palatable. Um, otherwise, you know. I, I think that if you could figure out a way to get him on a team-friendly deal, if you're not going to spend on Darlton Schultz, then you probably should get Gallup. Uh, but otherwise, I, I think I, I'm probably okay with letting him walk if you need to, yeah. uh, picking up a, a comp pick, unless he's willing to sign some sort of, uh, you know, very team-friendly deal. Uh, I think he's, you know, I think he's been a very good player. I think he's been someone that you could really rely on as a number two and, and maybe a low-end number one if you have an injury or something, but. Uh, I think that for the Cowboys, it's just probably too much money. And and, and yeah, there's there's wide receivers, you know, much like the pass rusher market, th there's a pretty uh, uh, hefty and, and robust wide receiver market, both in, in the free agency and in, in the draft. So uh, I think that's probably the sign that Gallup might might be moving on. I thought $12.5 million was a little rich until I went and looked at the wide receiver market over the last couple of years and signings in seasons like – Nelson Aguilar got $11 million last year. He's never had a thousand yard season in his career. Corey Davis got 1200, uh, excuse me, 12.5 million. Gallup's numbers blow him out of the water. Robbie Anderson got 15 million. Cortland Sutton got 15 million. Jarvis Landry, 15.1 million. Brandon Cook, 16.2 million. Like Kenny Galladay, 18 million. There's really no reason at all for, for Gallup to settle for anything less than 12 million a year. The market is just, is out of whack, man. I mean, I just it's, don't understand it because it's like there's it's not like there isn't a ton of wide receivers in the market. There are. And there are there's also about to be every year, like the last what four years, it seems like there has been hundreds of wide receivers coming into the league that are at least playable, like not maybe not superstars, but then again, none of these guys are superstars. Michael Gallup, Kenny Galladay. Nelson Aguilar, these guys I'll, aren't superstars. Like I'll give you, I'll give you a contract that Gallup had to love that happened during this season. The Broncos gave Tim Patrick, a 29-year-old yeah, receiver, a two-year deal worth $20 million with $18 million guaranteed. I mean, even if you want to like look, that one's ridiculous for you know him being a nobody, not a nobody, but something like a not four, somebody who's getting a ton of yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I mean, like, just look at, uh, you know, the kid in the Cardinals Hopkins, you know, I mean, his, his is the top of the market deal and it's like above the number two guy by orders of magnitude, right? $5 million like, well, more than Julio. Yeah. The, 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 the deals are the market in general for the wide receivers is just completely out of whack. It's just, there's no consistency to it. It's, it seems to be just all over the place, even for the elite elite guys. It's like. It, you know, there's just huge amounts of separation between these guys. I don't know. I, I think for the Cowboys, like you better be getting, you better be interested in getting into the market with someone specific who's going to have a very kind of yeah. regulated market, like a slot receiver or something like that, where there's just like a smaller pool and it's a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of just under control. 
I, I don't know how much I would want, want to get involved in this free agent uh, wide receiver market unless you just told Gallup something like, hey, go get what offer you can and then bring it back to us and we, we can say hi. But but I, honestly, like the wide receiver market is so out of whack. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't want to get into like a bidding war with anybody in yep. this. All right, next one, Cedric Wilson. And this one's really interesting. I'm going to phrase it to you two different ways. What if the Cowboys keep Amari Cooper, have CeeDee Lamb, Cedric Wilson at two years, $5.5 million per year, $11 million total? Are you interested? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm interested simply because I think he can do a lot of different things for you. And, and I think when you pay him $5.5 million, uh, you're definitely getting that money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like whether, whether it's, he produces as a wide receiver, wide receiver, I think you're going to get that money back just on all the other things that he can do sure. plus his wide receiving ability. So uh, I, I kind of think that Cedric Wilson is someone that they should just uh, like, he should be someone that they just resign. Like, I mean, I, I, because simply because he, of, he could do so many different things for you, whether it's the trick stuff that you like, Kellen Moore likes to do. Sure. He's a returner. He's a solid receiver. Dak trusts him. There's just, and he's, he's young. He's not going to cost you very much money. He's reliable. He can produce. He's shown that he can produce. Uh, I, I, I think Cedric Wilson is a no-brainer, but just because he's one of the rare guys that you can pay $5.5 million, uh, and that guy that you're getting on your team is someone that you can trust to produce in, in the big-time situation when you need them, and, and that's yep. very rare uh, uh, on this market. I agree. I think if that's the number, $5.5 million a year, and if he's your third receiver, love it. If he's your second receiver, I don't love it, but at least it's somebody that Dak knows well and plays well in your scheme. I understand. Uh, last offensive guy, Connor Williams. Three years, $20 million, $12.5 million guaranteed. That comes out to $6.6 million per year. Uh... I think that's palatable. If you want it, if I mean, you want to that's bring him why back. I'm sighing. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I honestly think it, that is too. I mean, that's really not, I mean, it's less than 7 million a year. Um, you know, Played I mean, it, ton of snaps for you. Yeah. I mean, he's actually one of the most reliable offensive linemen as far as physically being healthy enough to play. Uh, I know the Cowboys fans hate him. Like they just can't stand him. They've gotten in their head that he can't play. Uh, but I've also watched other guards and other teams play and I watched the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, so I, you know, I think that I honestly don't know that the Cowboys will get him because I do think that this is, uh, I think this is, I think his market is better than this. Honestly, uh, I think I, he, 100% I, agree. I think he's going to get way more money than this because but if that's the number, I, I if that's I'm the number I, I'm in the I, market, I'm in the market because. I sign him and I eliminate one of my biggest draft needs, right? Now in yeah. the first round, if I do lose Amari, right, you could justify drafting a receiver more. Or you can justify drafting an edge rusher more if you lose to Marcus Lawrence or whatever. But that number is too low for me. Yeah. And and Connor Williams is not a bad player. I mean, he's a top, you know, half of the league guard. Yeah. Which I know is hard to believe for, for a I lot agree. of but I think he's at least that. And, and he's a reliable player. Does he have weaknesses to his game? Yeah. But every, every NFL player does. Yeah. So it's just, I think he's a, a whipping boy for, for a lot of reasons, for no reason this season. I mean, if you're using a first round pick on Connor, on somebody to replace Connor Williams, they got to be a whole lot better, right? You almost have to get a pro bowl level player that with, with that price, because that's just the price of a, I don't even want to say a good guard. That's just the price of a starting guard in the NFL today. 
just is. Yeah. Cam absolutely. Irving as a tackle got like $10 million a year last year. Yeah. Well, what did the what did the twenty fourth overall pick get last year in money? I mean, like you know, what I'm saying like pretty close. It's got to be pretty, pretty close, close to right? this. And you're getting a guy who has experience. Uh, you know, so I, I think it's it's it it makes sense. I mean, that that's why the, it would become palatable. It's like, well, would you rather spend the same amount of money uh, on a starting guard that is only I mean, only twenty four years old still, guys? Like that's the thing. He so he can still get better. Uh, and, and, you know, or would you rather spend that money and a draft pick on, on a starting guard? I, I think if, if this is the number, uh, the Cowboys should, uh, you know, make inquiries about bringing it back. hundred percent agree. Uh, all right, let's get to the defensive guys. There's only a few here that we, sh- we need to look at. Uh, what about Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, and his contract? They have him three years, 25 and a half million, 16 and a half million dollars guaranteed 8.5 million a year. No. I, I think I'm done there. Oh, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I just, I, I'm sure he, there is an opportunity for him to go somewhere and be a lot better. I, I, I don't doubt that, that maybe he has a career resurgence someplace, but I'm not taking that chance. There's just too much risk there. I mean, the injuries, the, the, yeah. even when he's healthy, he's not playing fantastic anymore. I would say he's he needs- an average to maybe slightly above average linebacker. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. And, there are teams out there that would love to have a guy like Leighton Van Drush that have cap space, right? The Chargers. The Chargers, I think, are second in the league in cap space. They probably would love to pay a guy like this $8 million a year just because they've had such a big hole. The Cowboys, who are up against the cap, this is one you can live with if you move on. I agree. Yeah, let, let, let's get a low comp pick for whatever sure. he gets signed for. I just think that it's he's not the kind of linebacker that the Cowboys are – trying to get right now they need to find a guy that can shed on his own and, and make yep. tackles especially if you're going to be using parsons all around the field two more guys left uh jaron curse three years 15 million dollars total eight million dollars guaranteed five million dollars total i'm sorry five million dollars per year i'm sorry i would be surprised if he, i mean do you think that that's that seems i would be surprised if he signed a three-year deal that's you think he wants to do way. a shorter uh, term deal? I well, no, I, I, I would think he would probably want a longer term deal, but I just don't know that he's. I, I think if he signs a three years deal, it's going to be a very team friendly, escapable deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, my guess would be, my guess though, if the Cowboys had a three year deal, it's this year's cap number is really, really low, and yeah. it balloons up maybe at the end. I, that's why I think three years actually would make sense for both the Cowboys and for Curse because he's somebody who was a. Well, he was a low-end draft pick that's bounced around the league. He hasn't got a big paycheck. So if he can take a longer-term deal, help the team's cap situation this year, and get more guaranteed money, I could see it. Yeah. I mean, he is 28 years old. Uh, but so, like, three-year deal is probably getting the last, you know, three useful years out of his body or near that near it. So uh, I would definitely make sure that you have contingencies on the back end of that deal. Uh, but but I, I I mean I'm I'm interested in having Curse back that's for sure. Uh, last two and they have actually the same price tag. Blake Hooker one year two point five million dollars. Uh, KZ one point two five million dollars. I think it's Hooker, right? I mean, to me, I, I don't know what DQ is going to pick, but I think that Hooker was playing better football at the end of the year, playing more consistent football than I've seen him play in a while. Yeah. Um, I just think it's he's a clearly better player at this point. Yeah. I actually wouldn't hate it if they bought both back both because I wouldn't paying, either. If you're paying those two guys a combined five million dollars and you have a little bit of depth there now, it's 
not terrible, right? I mean, you can actually honest, play them together. Honestly, if you're paying fifteen million dollars next year for three of your start for three basic starting safeties that rotate, and one can play linebacker, up. yeah, sign me up. Yeah, that's a yeah. good deal. Give me, yeah, give me Hooker and Casey at five million dollars a year over Vanderash at eight million dollars a year. Absolutely, you know, you know what I mean. I, I think yeah. that makes a ton of sense. Uh, all right, that's it for our uh, Cowboys free agency preview. We do have one more segment left. It's Mock Draft Monday. But before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Landon, it's time for Mock Draft Monday. Today we are taking a look at the Ringers' latest Mock Draft via Danny Kelly. And at pick number 24, he has the Cowboys ignoring their offensive line need and selecting your guy, Devin Lloyd, linebacker Ooh, from Utah. My guy, Devin Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually has N'Kobe Dean going after this at pick 28. But if Devin Lloyd is the pick at 24, how are you feeling? I feel pretty good. I mean, I think Devin Lloyd at 24 is, is good spot for value um and i think he's probably you know one of the best off-ball linebackers and in, in coming out in the draft this year if not the best mm-hmm. um and i think you know as a fit with micah parsons we talked about i think he's he would be a good one you know he has that kind of similar you know not quite the same level of, of micah parsons mm-hmm. but of the similar vi- uh, ability to kind of move around a little bit and, and play a couple different spots very young to the position so he has some upside there uh, I think you'd have two big, athletic, versatile linebackers on your second level, and and that would allow your defense to do a lot of really fun things. So, uh, I definitely love the pick. Uh, you know, I think that it, it may not make a lot of Cowboys Nation necessarily thrilled to be picking an off-ball linebacker for the second year in a row, but I do think that there's some some uh, some reason to that to that madness. It probably depends on what they do in free agency, right? If yeah. they bring back Connor Williams at six million dollars a year i think you could stomach a pick like lloyd a lot better right because now you don't have a pressing need on your offensive line we'd see about receivers and how they handle that but i think lloyd would make your defense a whole lot better and we talk about this all the time you can find starting level guards in the second third round right that's where most teams do that i think cowboy fans have been so spoiled and they're used to only first round picks starting on the offensive line how about this team draft and develop some offensive of linemen, Landon? How about they do that for once? I mean, they, they certainly could. I mean, they certainly did, don't necessarily need to give up on Go- Connor McGovern. They don't necessarily need to give up on some of these down guys. I don't know if they're ready to step in. But even then, we haven't talked about the, the offensive line uh, uh, market, but the offensive line market isn't terrible either. There's some other guys in there that if you don't necessarily want to go out and get Connor Williams, you could go get a, a, a temporary situation to kind of plug and play while you're waiting for a guy to develop. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, there is a lot of different ways to go in this draft pick. I mean, we're way early. Obviously, we haven't even gotten into free agency yet. But I think the thing to, to remember as we all kind of do our, our scouting at this point and kind of fall in love with our, our, our pet cats and fall in love with our picks at 24 is that 
you know, it's all going to look completely different on the other side of free agency. And not only just because of the cow- who the Cowboys sign, but also because they will let it be known their intentions a little bit more, you know, like we knew last year, like we knew that yeah. they wanted Patrick Sertan or JC Horn at 10 and neither of those guys were available. The name that we heard mentioned over and over again, if, Hey, if we get wiped out, Parsons would be the guy. It's exactly the way it played out. Yeah. And some people are, are on Twitter getting really mad about it suddenly for no reason, which is weird. I, 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 I think it's, it's, you know, it's it's funny because we get these we, we this is the time of the year we're learning these guys, right? And we get yep. really, you know, tied into certain guys, but the the reality is not only do they see these guys differently than we do, they see their situation differently than we do. And and I think they're they may have that information now, but they'll unfold to us what their plans are, yep. you know, throughout the no. training camp as we get peeking in through keyholes. Yep. Uh last thing I want to mention about uh Devin Lloyd, uh, according to Danny Kelly, his best NFL comp is Isaiah Simmons. How do you feel about that? Mm. Very well, similar I, in terms of the size. Uh, yeah, they're similar in size. I would say they're also similar in the sense that I think they're kind of newer to the position. I can't remember. I mean, Simmons played all over the place, but yeah. but uh, you know, I think that the fact that Lloyd, you know, uh, former wide receiver convert, there's you know, athletically, I think there's a good fit there. Um, I think Lloyd knows, even though he doesn't know what he's doing very well, I feel like he probably knows what he's doing at linebacker better than Simmons probably did, right. at least coming out of college. So, yeah. But uh, but I think it's a, that's a fair comparison, to be sure. And I know people are listening to this right now saying, Devin Lloyd's never going to fall. Linebackers fall in the draft. They just do, right? They, they Please, really yeah. do. I don't want to hear the, the never going to fall thing again, honestly. Like, after all the, all the things we've witnessed over the years of, of guys that were, you know – we didn't even look at that 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 fell to us, including Ceedee Lamb, but other folks than like that. I just it's it's you know, Des Bryant was never going to fall to us. <laughs> it's like I, I've heard this so many different times. It, it, you just got to prepare for all these guys. Maybe not the top top certain number one guys. You, I don't think we needed to watch Trevor Lawrence last year, but I mean, almost everybody else at least get some eyeballs on just so you know. Yeah, it, it, I just think linebackers. Tend to and linebacker, yeah, especially even yeah. Parsons, like last year, like a lot of people. I, I remember Pro Football Focus calling him the best linebacker prospect they've ever seen, and he got picked at twelve. And if Dallas doesn't pick him at twelve, I wonder how far he falls. Does he fall to the te- you know the teens or whatever? I mean, Devin Lloyd isn't the prospect that Isaiah Simmons is. He isn't the prospect that Micah Parsons is. And with another good linebacker prospect in Roquan Smith, or excuse me, Roquan Smith again, Florian slip. The Kobe Dean. Who knows? Who knows how far somebody like that could fall? So, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Layden at McCoolBCB. I'm at Mar- Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.